My next guest is the CEO of Unforgettable by Saba, best-selling author, two-time TEDx speaker, brand strategist, coach, and consultant. Please welcome Saba Ali. Welcome to the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Patricia Bourgeois, Certified Business Coach. I am here to help you up-level, generate consistent wealth, increase your confidence, attract dream clients, and master your mindset so that you can fully own your power and achieve next-level results in your online business and beyond. Every week, a powerful conversation will take place with amazing guests, or I'll share from my experience to help inspire you to start and scale the business of your dreams while being powerfully you. The time has come to stop playing small, stop hiding, and stop waiting. Now is the perfect time for you to passionately pursue your heart's desire as the powerful leader you were born to be. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I am here today with the one and only Saba Ali. Hello, girl. (laughs) Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here. Um, This is by far one of my favorite things to do is jumping on and doing interviews. So I'm so happy to be here today. Yay. I appreciate you so much for being here. Honestly, Without a doubt, you were one of the coaches I looked up the most. Like when I first started my coaching business journey, like I was so attracted to you, your energy, your brand, like everything about you is so magnetic. So thank you for everything you do. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I've seen it. It's just been so awesome to see you grow in such a short amount of time. Um, I actually remember um, like when you actually first got started, when you quit your job and jumped into your online business and it just been so cool to see your growth. It's been awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. It means the world. (laughs) Of course, of course. So... For those of you who know you, they know that you started very, very young in the entrepreneurial journey. I think you were 19, correct? Yeah, yeah. So I got started when I was 19. I was still in college. And for the first few years, like all all I was doing was basically just sharing my story and documenting my journey online. And I actually like I didn't get into my business until I was 2021, a few years later, because for me, like I like I wasn't born um, into <laughs> entrepreneurship. Like my parents, they weren't entrepreneurs. Is the typical, you know, you go to college, you get the job. But for me, I got into entrepreneurship just by meeting one of my mentors through my university, and wow. it's it's been a crazy experience. But looking back, <laughs> I'm just so glad I started starting when I was in college. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like it's so inspiring. Like just hearing your story. I'm like, wow, like that young, I would have never, ever crossed my mind to just like start something like this huge project. You know, it's it's like it it, it takes a special someone. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and I also know your family suffered a huge loss. So I'm curious to know, like, how did you navigate like those painful moments and still thrive in your life and your business? 
Yeah, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, so yeah, my mom passed away when I was 15. So that was Mm -hmm. when I was in high school. I believe I was a sophomore. And when that happened, of course, it was very unexpected. And also when I was in high school, I was in a terrible four-year toxic relationship, which Mm -hmm. also really really took a toll negatively in my life. So when I graduated high school, got into college for the first year when I was like 17, 18 years old, I basically partied my life away. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I skipped classes. I was around the wrong type of people. And I I really didn't see um, a good future for myself. Like I was basically like fuck the world mentality. I didn't want to do anything. And it really wasn't until... Um, I coincidentally met one of my mentors when I was 19 through my university. And it was funny because it was by coincidence when I went to go listen to a speaker just for extra credit for one of my classes. Um, but looking back um, now, like now I'm I'm turning 25 in the next few weeks, looking back, I feel like one of the main main things that allowed me to not necessarily get over the loss or get over the tough times within my journey, but get through it was actually sharing my story. Mm. Um, Because when you do share what you're going through, you naturally like feel better. It's kind of like you're, you're letting go of everything that's bottled up within you. And Mm. naturally you also attract people who have gone through something similar that you might be going through right now as well. Um, mm-hmm. And that that kind of ties back to everything that I do online by building a brand. It's all about sharing your story and your experiences. So you do attract people who want to learn how to do exactly what you're doing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to say the number one thing, yeah, that really allowed me to do that was just by expressing, expressing and sharing my story. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is so good. Um, so I know you're the branding queen, like you help coaches <laughs> build unforgettable brands. So yeah. what makes a brand unforgettable? Like what are the top two or three things that makes a brand like you cannot just forget about them? Like it's just so magnetic. <laughs> Love that question. So the way I always love to describe branding is the feeling and experience you're creating for your consumer. So when Mm -hmm. someone lands on your profile, um, they watch one of your videos, they listen to your podcast show, Mm -hmm. what type of feeling do they get internally? Right. Like I have some people that I I literally binge watch their stuff on Instagram, listen to their podcast shows, and I'm always waiting for their content because it makes me feel a certain way mm. and that what that's what makes your brand truly unforgettable like people aren't going to forget the way they made you feel they'll forget what you say you know um through your marketing on your videos but the feeling they will never ever ever forget um mm. so that's that on its own like those two things the feeling and experience you're creating for for your consumer really does create that good brand online and if i were to throw in um one more thing one more (laughs) bonus thing is like you yourself no one has your unique story kind of going back back into the story part no one has Mm -hmm. your story no one's gone through your experiences um your journey the highs, the lows, the people that if you met, um, the failed businesses, like whatever your story is, no one's been through that. 
So mm-hmm. what I see happening in the online space, if we were to kind of tap into that area, is when people are trying to scale their business, they feel like they have to copy their competitors or look at other people and be like, oh, let me just do something similar. But that basically, you know, um, erases the entire essence mm-hmm. of creating the brand because it's not you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so those three things on its own truly do make a brand that people will not forget online. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is so good. Thank you so much for sharing <laughs> all of that. <laughs> course. Um, so what would you say like is the key to your success? Because I know you've been featured like in major publication, you've been on like TEDx, like what would you say was the element that truly helped you get featured in the media? Yeah, so I don't want to say the same thing, but I feel like I feel like it's a reoccurring theme. It really is like it is how I position my story. And the thing is, my story has changed as I, of course, scaled my business, graduated college. Um, When I got featured on different publications while I was still in college, I was positioning my story in a way where it really was a story people wanted to feature, Mm -hmm. right? Um, so, So one thing that I teach my clients and one thing I always think about when I'm creating marketing content or if I'm trying to get featured on a different publication is how is it relevant to the current situation people are going through, whether it's in society, the government, like whatever is going on, how can I make it relevant so it actually can help people. And so um, if I were to share an example, one of my first features I got was on ABC News. And it was back when I was 20. I wrote a book. It hit bestseller when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And I wrote it, I believe if I remember correctly, it was March of 2017. Wow. So that's when it launched. Um, but I actually didn't pitch the publication until August. And the reason why is because the book was written for college students. If I had pitched at the end of the school year, they wouldn't really have picked up mm. that story because it wasn't relevant. Yeah, I waited until it was like back to school time. These are the <laughs> tips that college students should, you know, be using. Um, you know, go read my book. So it was it was relevant towards the situation and what was going on. And that's you know one of the ways I was able to get a media feature. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to make it relevant. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So good. So good. Um, So I want you to share like a story of maybe a client testimonial or something you're really, really proud of accomplishing in your business or in your life. Yes, yes. No, I would love to. So I always, always love to highlight my clients. Um, so one of my one of my VIP clients, I've actually been working with her for over nine months now. And she came to me last year around October. She was just starting her business. Mm-hmm. Um, no offer, no clients. She knew what she wanted to get into in an online business, but she basically didn't have the steps mm-hmm. and didn't know how to create that brand, create that content, sell all of the things. So basically I worked with her and helping her craft up her offer, her brand, her marketing strategy online, a hundred percent organically. And she went from making two to five K inconsistently a month 
to 30k within two months of working with me wow so yeah so that was one of the fastest um growth that i've seen within my clients and now fast forward nine months later um she has a team of four i believe she has a coo under her um all of the things so it's just been so cool to see how fast she's grown in a short amount of time that's incredible. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so, I'm so happy for her. But honestly, yeah, like for me, when I see my clients winning, I get so much more excited when yeah. um, like my team tells me like, oh, we just got a client. I would much rather see my, see my clients winning. It's just such a great feeling. I love it. Yeah. I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. Um, so I want you to explain what's like, what's the biggest shift that happened between the two to 5k and the 30k months? Like what's for you, like you see the biggest shift happening? Is it like a mindset shift? Is it like increasing our prices? Like what is it that helps us achieve these huge months? Great question. So um, it honestly, like it varies depending on the individual and the situation. So for this specific client that I was talking about, mm-hmm. her mindset, it was actually very rock solid when we started to work together. Of course, mm-hmm. we worked on a few mindset tweaks, but for her, it really was crafting out a solid offer mm-hmm. and a message that was aligned to the ideal client she wanted to attract. Mm-hmm. So what happens is I do see a lot of people either creating offers that are way too generalized using words and messaging that's also way too generalized it's so overused that there is no um once again no uniqueness to them therefore there isn't like you know there's no attraction to what they're doing like there Mm. is no brand so when you're looking at your ideal client and they're looking at the marketplace if you're saying the same thing every single person is saying every other person that's doing exactly what you're doing there is no differentiation, right? So Mm. the perfect balance of you identifying how to market yourself correctly is the balance. And if if I have my hands up, I know we're not on video, (laughs) but if you were to visualize in your mind a triangle, um, the way I like to explain branding is having your identity, which is basically the way you're presenting yourself, Understanding the perception, which is the way people perceive you right now and the Mm -hmm. way you're perceiving yourself, a little bit of mindset there, and then the way you're positioning yourself in the marketplace. So identity, perception, positioning, if you have the perfect combination of those three, your marketing is going to attract the right type of person. But if there is misalignment within that, that's Mm. why so many people are doing all the things, creating content, getting on sales calls doing the videos, they're doing everything, but it's still not working because there's misalignment within the foundations of the brand message. Um, So that's like, honestly, I see that in almost every single one of my clients. Mm -hmm. But um, then, yeah, like I always say 80% of everything that you do is mindset. For me personally, um, it was mindset that I had to work on to get to those high level months, Mm -hmm. um, you know, 30K, 40K, like 50K months was breakthrough the mindset and the limiting beliefs that I had. Wow. Oh my gosh. This is so good. Thank you for sharing all of that. I know it's going to help a lot of people for sure. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Amazing. So I ask this to everyone who comes on the podcast, and I'm very curious to know your answer. What does being a powerful leader mean to you? Yeah, so for me, being a powerful leader is showing others the capabilities that they might not see within themselves. So for me, I believe my job as a leader is to also create other leaders, not followers. Mm-hmm. So, and that, that stems from me when I first met one of my mentors when I was 19, he showed me the capabilities that I didn't see within myself. And if you were to have met me back when I was 19, <laughs> I was the most, I'm still introverted, but the most shyest person, so quiet, didn't want to talk to like anybody Right. Like I really, really had to break through um, to to impact people, to build this business. But yeah, for me, like being a leader, it's all about helping others and guiding them to see the capabilities that they might not see within themselves right now. Wow, that's incredible. Like I never would have thought. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm full of surprises. Um, but no, I like if it, also for me, it's like if I didn't have leaders and people that I looked up to, I would not be where I'm at right now. Yeah, obviously. Oh my gosh, so good. So, do you have, you know, any last piece of wisdom that you'd like to share with our audience today? Yeah, so, ooh, um, well, this is actually a quote on the back of my book and something that I live by day to day is just knowing that you do have the ability to, you know, build any business, leave the job, um, Mm -hmm. you know, go out and travel. Like you have the ability to do it at all. No one is going to stop you besides yourself. Like at the end of the day, you can blame all the, you know, people, your family, friends, government, society, all like the external environment of why you can't do something. But at the end of the day, Mm. it does come down to your choices and your decisions. And I remember for me, that was a really big thing that I had to shift because also for me, like going back to when I lost my mom, when I was going through a tough time in my life, Mm -hmm. I had that like kind of F the world mentality and I was blaming everything else. And I wasn't looking within myself. It was my choice to look at that in a bad way. And if I were to, you know, if I were to go back and continue down that path, like it wouldn't have led me to where I'm at. So Mm. yeah, I think like the main thing is just knowing that you have the ability to make that change. It just comes down to making that decision first. Yes. Anything is possible as long as you decide to go for it. Uh, Yeah. The universe always provides just as long as you decide. Yes. I love that. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing. (laughs) Yes. It's so much fun. I love it. Awesome. So where can people go to connect with you further in the online space? Yeah, so I am, of course, very active on social media. Everyone can find me on Instagram. Basically, if you just type in my first and last name, um, you'll be able to find me. My handle is at the Saba Elite. Um, yeah, feel free to connect with me on there. I love to connect with new people. Um, you can follow along with me in my crazy journey um, <laughs> of building and scaling my business too. But yeah, that's probably the best way to connect with me. Yay. Well, thank you so much again for being here, for sharing your amazingness with us. I am forever grateful for you. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. If you love this episode, make sure to spread the message, leave a review and subscribe. I would forever be grateful for you. I also want to hear from you and I want to know your feedback and your questions for future episodes. So don't be shy, say hi and send me a message at Powerful Female Leaders Podcast on Instagram. Until then, I'll see you on the next episode.